Welcome back to episode 27 of Hopped on Sports. I am your co-host Preston Grell, just in case you forgot. I'm ready to drink some beer. I'm ready to talk some sports. But first, let me introduce my co-host, Stephen Hislop. What's going on, man? Not much, man. I'm very excited to do this podcast just because it's been a long day. I'm ready to just relax, have a drink, and uh, talk some sports with you, man. Yeah. Is it just me, or was today one of the busier days at work? So busy. Out of the year. So busy, man. I, I, I've been busy all week, but today was definitely uh, definitely one of those days that kind of test you. You're, yeah. You're just like, uh, man, and it, you're just counting down the hours thinking, all right, I, I got just gotta, got two more hours, two more hours, and then all of a sudden we got done and both hit some traffic getting home and... Now we're here, though. We've got a couple good beers in front of us and ready to do this podcast. So let's go ahead and start with your beer. What are you drinking tonight? Yeah, um, this is uh, actually noted in a previous episode as your favorite beer. Oh, My first time trying wow. it. Yes, sir. Um, it is the Grimbergen Double Ambre. Yes, sir. And um, it is in a beautiful bottle. really is. Uh, this brewery is out of Belgium. And this beer is weighing in at 6.5% alcohol by volume. It comes in an 11.2 ounce bottle. Um, very dark beer, and not not dark color wise. Yeah, it's yeah. it it is dark though, but it's it's, it's a, a medi- dark amber. Is it's what a, it is. It's a medium body. Yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, definitely the color would. But it definitely drinks lighter than it looks. Is yeah. That, could you say that? Um, I haven't tried it yet, so I don't know. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, looking forward to it though yes sir um well yes i I, i'm like i said i was very jealous i just thought of something that we could uh, we could yeah i only had one but i think i'm gonna start referring to that as licking forward to this beer because i'm literally licking my lips waiting for this beer so (laughs) i'm really looking forward to this one nice well i'm drinking a new belgium voodoo ranger ipa um a beer i've had before really do like Really anything from New Belgium, obviously we've talked about, has been really good quality, uh, at least worth trying out. You know, I mean, yeah. you got a you got a pro you got a company such as, as New Belgium that puts out a couple good beers. You're right. like you're kind of anxious to try what else. Yeah, they have. and this is one of those that I had what three weeks ago, three three episodes ago. I think so. Um, yeah. Still sitting up there on my shelf. The bottle is and the can. Um, it's a it's a good beer. It is. Yeah. I mean, New Belgium is so solid. In fact, you were showing me just uh, yesterday that they have a new release, and oh. if we are able to get our hands on that, yeah. Man. So, uh, Steve and I were part of a Facebook group um, that is Oklahoma-based. Uh, so, anyone from Oklahoma or traveling through Oklahoma can kind of join and or anyone and, and discuss. Yeah, I mean anyone. Obviously. If you get but, approved, but, yeah. Primarily, it's for people that live here and whatnot, and and. People talk about what they what they buy, what they are drinking, things like that. And I happened to see a post yesterday of a uh, new beer that got put out there, a um, uh, really good looking new it, Belgian beer that Belgium I, triple, isn't it? It's a double. It's a double. I, I thought yeah, it was a yeah, triple. I think it's a double. Um, that I'm I hadn't heard anything about, didn't know anything about, but I saw a gentleman had bought it from the liquor store. 
I was waiting to see where he had actually got it from. I, I saw someone ask him. It is I a have triple. It, up. it is a triple. It's the honey orange. Dad, okay, yeah. you're right. Good, good, good yeah. call. It's the New Belgium honey orange triple. And those of you that remember whenever I drank the New Belgium Abbey, the bottle presentation looks almost identical. With I, the I thought that words. was interesting that yeah. they did that. But uh, it says it's made with real honey out of uh, Africa, actually, uh, as, as like real African honey that um, is added in with some orange um, flavoring. And, um, man, I'm telling you, I, I, just the idea of it has got me really excited and interested to check it out. But yep. uh, for today, Voodoo Ranger IPA is going to have to do, and I'm sure I will enjoy this beer. I, you could pretty much put anything in front of me, right? You could have put a, a claw in front of me today, and I, I'm drinking that because yep. I am, I am thirsty Tough day, ready to go, ready to talk some sports. I'm actually, guys, I'm going to go ahead and throw on the Facebook. I'm going to put up a picture of this uh, New Belgium honey, orange honey, and I'm going to put a link to the website so you can see the full description. And um, it seems like it's going to be quite the beer. And I say that because of their reputation. They really don't put out garbage. So it should be uh, should be a good one, and I'm hoping we're able to access it here in Tulsa. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, if anyways, not, we'll just have to go ahead and make that Oklahoma City trip up there soon and hit some breweries and maybe bring some back some beers. So. Without further ado, I don't think I can look forward to this beer <laughs> any longer. Let's so go. cheers. Cheers, man. All right. We're off and Ooh, running. That is good. First sip, what do you think? Um, well, I already told you. Yeah, that was good. Oh, okay. Yeah. That says it all then. Yeah. All right. That was good. A uh, little smoother than I expected, not yeah. even a lie. That, that's um, one of my favorite parts of it. I really do believe it is a very smooth drinking beer and boy, and, if, and, if, and something that you can just compete, uh, repeatedly do. Yeah, if people found out about this one, and I know a lot of people know, but I'm talking people that aren't necessarily into craft beer, and I've compared a beer um, before. I think the Anthem Arjuna. Yeah. I think that's yep. the beer that I said would be perfect for somebody who isn't into craft beer. Um, one sip into this, this might be my new recommendation. I don't know. It's like going it. to be interesting I to like see. It. I told you, man. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, you know, point you in the wrong direction, but uh, glad you enjoy it. Yep, I've got good. one sitting at home in the fridge and might be calling my name. However, we do have to talk some sports. This is a beer drinking sports podcast. So we do have to talk some sports. And the biggest news, I think, of something to touch on from last time was Brown, Antonio Brown, has decided he is going to play. He's ready to go. He's excited to get with his teammates. Uh, however, he's needing people's help because he's looking for a helmet. So, as you guys know, um, we talked about last podcast, uh, Antonio Brown is not able to wear his helmet that he's been uh, wearing his entire career. Excuse good, you. Good beer. I guess so. Compliments uh, to the brewer. <laughs> uh, he's not able to wear his same helmet that he's always worn, so he was going to file grievance against the NFL and try to figure something out. Got um, shut down. He's not able to wear it, so he's looking for a certain helmet that's made in the last few years that is similar that he could wear. He gave out a size, size large, all this stuff, and he needs people's help. So it's kind of interesting. We'll see if any storylines come out of that, maybe some bidding wars of, you know, 
someone's got something that he has to buy from. But uh, I, I was excited, and let me tell you. So I know I, I'm just gonna assume you still haven't watched Hard Knocks. No, no, of course not. Of course not. We'll go the whole whole uh, season of Hard Knocks asking you this, but yeah, you'll I, probably I end up watching episode two, and. I was really hoping that they were going to mention all this, you know, and and they touched on it not 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 as much as I would have hoped, uh, but they did obviously have to touch on the, the subject and everything. And I mean, one of the trainers had even said that he thought Antonio Brown would be back as soon as next week, and this was last week. So that means this this time uh, or sometime this week, uh, we might be able to see Antonio Brown taking some real reps. Again, back on the field, yeah. ready hey, to go. What do you suppose uh, the odds are that the helmet's not really an issue, but the team collabed with AB to hide the seriousness of his injury? That's interesting. Because, um, dude, his feet are messed no, up. No, they're, they're bad. I mean, there's no doubt. But, like, it, it, once again, on this on this uh, episode, they're, they're, they're talking about it and everything, and they're saying with what they've been able to do, and I mean, it looks worse than it actually is, which I is kind of hard that. to believe. But at the same time, it's like you've—I mean, we've all had you know some type of injury where, yeah, but not frostbite. Not for—I mean, that's that's serious stuff, man. Negative. What, what I, do you I say? Two hundred fifty degrees. I negative, literally can't talk about what frostbite feels like no. because I don't. I mean, I've never had it. I don't even think I've never had it. I know I've never had it. Right. Um, but I do know that it literally kills nerve endings. Well, and it the recovery process is quite severe. So, I mean... I'm just saying, where we're at right now is that he sure thought Antonio was going to be ready to go. And from what uh, he had said, it sounds like he is ready to get back out there with his teammates and put all this stuff behind him. But... Still, I know I touched on it last week and all that. What a what a dumb move, man. Yeah. Well, let's not get too far in um, I know. before I just... we hop into our mailbox. And it, it kind of ties in to the question that we're going to hit on from one of our viewers today. Is uh, Stephen, actually. Stephen Lindsay wrote in and asked us to talk about Zeke. Ezekiel Elliott and his contract and the holdout and everything that's going on with that. Um, and he wants us to talk about holdouts in the NFL as as in in general. Um, so it I think it ties into what Antonio Brown's going through because though it's not related to um, his contract per se, right? He's still holding out on the NFL. He's holding out because he's going. I'm not getting what I want, and that's my helmet. And we've talked about this, but it ties into what Stevens asked us and. I think um, something else that we've talked about that is the key is, you know, if you give a mouse a cookie, everybody's read that book, everybody's heard that book, they're just going to keep wanting more and more and more, and it's never going to stop until you put your foot down. So I'm super glad to see that they shut that request down for Antonio Brown. I've liked Antonio Brown for a long time, but I've lost respect for him. It's for his best interest it's like we're trying to protect you we're trying to better this league and give people a better safer option to go to work in you know i mean it's like so and and who better of an example to use i know than arguably the best receiver in the league one of the most valuable faces that roger goodell has Mm -hmm. um and, and that's an interesting point too it's faces when you think of the nfl um 
these guys that aren't the superstars, you know, people know Tom Brady's face and people know uh, Aaron Rodgers, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, the big names, people know their face because they're relevant. But even people like Aaron Donald, how many people do you think you could poll that would know Aaron Donald's face? I mean, big name. But that's a good. I mean, hey, you're, you're, that's, you're playing a you're sport. You're two for two tonight. You're no, playing a sport with the that's with the helmet on. Um, same with NASCAR. A yeah. lot of people who aren't NASCAR fans don't know the faces. Those that are NASCAR fans do. Yeah, but I mean, like hockey, football, um, hockey, not so much because you can see the face. But football, like one of the one of the uh, arguments from the players has been like. Hey, we're people under these helmets. Well, take it for someone who's like gone to, um, you know, a university uh, like OU. You know, I look at, you know, I've grown up watching OU football and all that. All of a sudden, you're in class with the football players. You're you're going to the same things that these football players are going to. How many times, you know, was I sitting there and I'm like, that kind of looks like him, but you don't really know because all of a sudden this guy doesn't have a helmet. He doesn't have a name. Uh, does have a number, you know. So you're saying if he had a number, you would recognize him. Well, yeah, I mean, right. Num- obviously, in football, you, you you associate a number with a name, things like that. But once all of a sudden, yeah, the helmet's off. You know, they're just a student at that point. You're like, you're trying to recognize him. You're like, I know that guy probably plays football, but I can't think of who he is. And I mean, it, it's just funny. Like I remember multiple times trying to figure out someone because I knew they're a football player, but I couldn't recall who they were. Just because you're not used to it, you know. Yeah, um, I think we got to get off track with a little no, bit. No, well, that, we're not leaving Stephen's question. Yeah, as I say, to that, get uh, back to his question, um, you know, we we hinted on it a little bit last week with Zeke saying I think he was a big winner because of how poorly the Cowboys ran the ball in that first game. But it's a weird spot, man, because he said he is not playing unless that deal gets restructured. And you know, I mean. I have a hard time blaming him. You look at that. I think it's two years, $12 million. Right. As a rookie contract. Yeah, I don't know the exact numbers. It, I'm almost positive that's it. Um, well, he's under – He's the way that it's set up is he's in a contract that surpasses three years. Right. But because of a negotiation that the players and the coaches made, I mean the players and the owners made um, back, I don't know how many, last year, two years ago, it allows the players an option after three years. They can choose. So it's essentially a player option after three years, even if they're in a four- or five-year rookie contract. Um, and Zeke's after his three years, he's going, hey, more. I want more. And I, I don't blame him. I mean, $9 million when he's valued at 13, maybe 13 to 16, maybe 13 to 15, yeah. and as, a, as a position that has an average life expectancy exactly. of, two, of two and a half years in the NFL, go was, for your money, man. I was going to mention this later in the show, but we'll, it's a good tie-in right now to put this in there. But big news today coming out of the NBA world, DeMarcus Cousins tore his ACL. Yep. He's now out for all of next year. And, man, you want to talk about a guy. We rewind the clock, uh, uh, we'll say two and a half years. Let's just say that. And let's say he was able to restructure his contract and get a bigger deal. We're talking about a $200 million guy, right, getting crazy big money. Instead, he tears his Achilles, gets some little contract with Golden State, a one-year deal with Golden State. Achilles is ACL. No, 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 two years ago. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Cousins tore his uh, Achilles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So that and then he gets is his ACL on the same knee as his Achilles. I'm sure. I don't it know. Is. I, I didn't. I didn't I'm see that today. It is. So, but I'm that's a good. I mean, you would think so because you tears his Achilles, gets a one year contract, little money with Golden State, kind yeah. of like a showcase. Like yeah. let's see if I still got it to show off these teams, right? So he signs a, but he didn't show enough this past year. So Lakers still sign him to a smaller contract. He gets there. Did you say Lakers? Yeah, did I say like, uh, I, Anyways, anyway, are we wherever? We'll, we'll look that up real quick just to make sure because I thought he went to the Lakers, right? Oh no, he's still with the Kings. <laughs> he anyway. Point is, he tears his ACL, and now you're like, dude, what team wants to touch him? What team wants to touch a guy who's coming off an Achilles? Injury. Were you talking about his most recent? Like, I yeah. mean, because he's with the Lakers, but that's what I'm saying. I thought yeah. you were talking about no, while he was with Golden no, no, State. No, no. So, I mean, he he tore his Achilles, went to Golden State, played okay, not but not enough to show a team like, yeah, I'll put a bunch of money yeah. into you. Lakers sign him, get him on a new contract, uh, smaller contract, obviously more. Once again, another test run. So. And tears his ACL now. And now it's like, dude, who's going to take a chance on a guy like that? So that kind of brings me into the Zeke deal. It's like, oh, man, okay. I was you kind say, of so... got to get your money now because you never know what's, you know, what's next. Yeah. Because he was a superstar. DeMarcus Cousins was an absolute superstar. And now he's, I mean, you're almost like, is he going to play? Like, is he still going to yeah. be playing football? And so Zeke... I mean, so the synopsis, it's almost good for Zeke is kind of what I'm getting at. The uh, the synopsis to Steven's question is that DeMarcus Cousins is a superstar. That, yep, exactly. Okay, there good time. No. Perfect. There's your answer, Steve. You've been looking for that one. <laughs> no, um, it's, no it's, I think and this is one exception where I'm okay with players wanting money is being a running back in the NFL. I'm typically not cool on holdouts in the NBA, the NFL, even the MLB. Man, the MLB, when I see holdouts, I mean – these rookies, they're getting big signing bonuses, but they're playing for hundreds of thousands of dollars their first couple of years. Yeah. Um, that's just that's part of the game. It's you got to earn it. You know, you got to show what you're worth, and then you get paid. But man, these guys that are ten year vets in the MLB and they're holding out over five million when they have an eight hundred million dollar contract, it's like, come on, guys. yeah. But there's not there's not, not literally a ton of that obviously in baseball. You know, I mean, baseball is a little more quiet but that's I guess, why i say things. when it happens it but really yeah, pisses I, me off i get your point with that it's just i'm telling you like especially a player like zeke coming off a rookie contract you know he's still in that deal he hasn't got the big payday yeah. yet so he's like hey guys like i i'm literally a top tier running back and i'm still in this rookie contract it's like we should probably go ahead and pay me now and make me feel comfortable to yeah. Want to keep going out there every well, day? It goes back I don't want to play scared, yeah. you know. But it goes back to a couple years ago when Nate Robinson was uh, leaving the NBA, and you know he bounced around to a handful of teams oh, yeah. in the last couple even years. Thunder. Even even came to the Thunder, and he finally posted and was like, "Hey, I'm coming to try out for the NFL." And I can't remember who it was commented and was and said, uh, "Come on, big man, stay over there and, and get your money, because." The guys just weren't getting paid in the NFL what they are in the NBA, and, and really they're still not, um, which I really don't want to just babble, babble. I want to kind of get to the point on Steve's question, which in my opinion, my take on that is play for your team. You know, are you a, are you a team player 
or are you an individual? Because in my opinion, not even an opinion, it's a fact, it's a team sport. In order to better your team, you don't necessarily have to take less money, but you don't have to be greedy. And it tells a lot about character when you see these guys doing this is you're you're literally like with Dak. I mean, 30 million, big money. Okay, no, I need 40. Okay, well, like I've said, do you want to win or do you want money? Yeah. Because you're showing your character by doing what you're doing. And I, I don't respect it, even though I understand, like, if I'm going to quote a job and I tell them 30 bucks and they go, no, 20, I'm going to go, no, it's going to be 30. But that's not greedy. You know, if I'm taking an hour out of my day to go do a job, big deal, 10 bucks, you know, um, different situation. So yeah, it's hard for me to relate yeah. because I've never been it able really to relate is. in I any mean, sense that's to $40 why, million. Dollars. Yeah, that's why we just sit back and we, we rip on these guys. We have no idea. You know, we have no idea. Most of the time, who knows how much they even have to do with it. It's agents stepping up. It's it's people that are, like, convincing them, like, yes. dude, you're worth more than this. You know, but, you need to push for it. But the player has the final say. No, don't they, don't they, let the industry do, fool you. But I'm telling you, dude, trust me. Like, in, I mean, you look at anything – especially guys you know like who are represented by agents like scott boris we know this guy is absolutely ruthless everyone hates him in the industry but he's he's the best at what he does because he gets his his clients paid um so it's just a tough deal because i mean everyone wants to get paid everyone you know being told man you're worth 40 don't take 30 you're worth 40 you're like yeah i am worth 40 you're right like you know, everyone telling you you need to do something like that, but at the end of the day, you're right. You make the final de- decision, and you got to make the decision that not just benefits you, but you know the team. Yeah. If you're wanting to win, you know. You know, this is uh this is one reason I love individual sports as a whole. I mean, whether you're talking pool, bowling, ping pong, tennis. These guys, they're individuals. If they want money, they better win. If they're not winning, they better have good sponsorships. That's how they get their money. They can hold out to these sponsorships. But um, arguably my favorite athlete, right behind Tony Hawk, I think Tony Hawk probably goes down as my favorite athlete of all time. I mean, the guy just goaded the skateboarding industry. But um, Dirk Nowitzki, look, look look at the history of his career. How many holdouts, how much negativity do you see behind his name? How much respect does he have? I I think that, you know, those that don't call him Dirty Dirk, like the 10 people that don't like him because they played against him and they beat him, uh, I mean, and he beat them, um, he's he's not holding out. He's not doing that. He goes to a team. He's drafted to a team. He stays with them his whole career, and then he stays involved with the organization afterwards. That's because he was never a douche to the organization and held out. He's not going on strike. He's not saying, I'm not playing for you unless you do this for me. And I understand the laws, the rules of everything's changed since then. But overall, I'm putting respect on his name for that, not for holding out. You know, it's funny because I like Dirk. I mean, it's not like I ever cheered for Dallas or anything like that. But I like Dirk because of the very reasons you're saying. Like, he held himself to a certain standard, uh, was a great competitor, the only knock that I will have to say, and, and I hate it because that's the only thing I ever really think about now when I think about Dirk, is that he said after he won his title, um, he found it really hard to get back in the gym. And like he was so hungry for a championship that once he accomplished it, it was like, okay, I've made it. 
Yeah. And, and, and I mean, he, he just said like it took months after the championship. Okay. To, like in a few but, weeks but, before training camp and all that to really want to get back in the gym. And he, he didn't like ever really reach anything after that. After that, he was kind of like. When did he get drafted? Content. I got to see when he got drafted. That was 2008 that they won that championship, I think. Let's see. No, it was after that. It was, uh, yeah, it was after that. It was. Um, 2012? Because they beat the Heat. Uh, it was That's why you don't like him. It was either 2000. Might have been 10. 13, well, it, let's not waste time talking 12 about or 13. that. Um, um, anyway, so he does that. It. My only. Cons- the only reason why I wanted to voice that is that that just shows you guys like freaking Tom Brady, guys like Kobe Bryant, guys like Derek Jeter, these. Michael Jordan. You got to throw him in there. Um, guys like that, it's like they win that first one, but they're not satisfied. They want more. They want to keep on winning. And that's the difference between, I mean, goats and a guy like a great Hall of Fame player like Dirk. Okay, Nibisky. but Dirk, Dirk is drafted in 1998 yeah. by the Bucks. So, eh, what I said, ignore it, whatever. Well, goes pl- straight to Dallas, stays with Dallas his whole career. He got drafted there, but never played there, right? I'm pretty sure that's I'm pretty the sure case. He didn't ever play so, um, actually, I had a dream last night, and Dirk was in it. This was very odd. <laughs> As you spit out your beer on your phone, uh, um, really weird. I I told Dirk I was his biggest fan, and uh, anyways, weird dream. But Dirk wins in 2011. Okay, so do you know how to do the math on that? That's 13 years in the league. I mean, it's a league where you can play 13 years. People start retiring after 13 years. Yeah. Okay. Easy. He easily could have retired and nobody would have said a thing. But, no, he's Dirk. He kept playing. Okay. So, I can't say that it bothered me. Um, I think back to Modern Warfare 2 when I was in high school and all you wanted to do was get a 25 kill streak and get a nuke. You get a nuclear explosion, ends the match. Okay. I worked, I worked, I worked, I worked. It took me literally at least seven months and then I finally got my first one and I think I went two weeks without playing the game after I got that it happened I chose to stay home from a winter formal dance and I got the I got the nuke that night and was like wow I'm such a loser and then I went two weeks without playing I you remember me texting you that night no, but I, I mean, I remember that all the work up towards it, but yeah. yeah no, and then I get it, and I was like, okay, I got it. That's uh, it. That's what I've been working towards. But see, that's the so difference between you it. and Nighthawk. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, me and Dirk has some similarities in that situation, and so I relate to it. And I'm saying, I literally went a while. I was like, yeah. I don't know if I'll ever play again because I got what I've been working towards. Um, 13 years into your career. Uh, man, you're, he's got to be thinking retirement, but then he ends up playing for another, what, seven? A so few years, yeah. Um, knowing all along, oh, I'm probably not going to win a championship, but he pushed himself knowing all along that his team wasn't going to have a shot. And they, he had some good teams. Yeah. They had some good runs. Yeah. But I'm not going to I'm not going to no, take that. It, like I said, he's a Hall of Famer, one of the best ever. No problem towards him. It's just like, like I said, it just kind of rubbed me a little weird just because it's like, man, you you want those guys who it's like you're never satisfied. You just keep grinding. Right, but, and, I, but there's not many of them, so I'm not expecting Dirk to be that but guy. But I think you're also taking him a little too literal because little, he says, oh, I'm having a fu- tough time getting back but into the gym. It, it just seemed like after all that happened, um, now I don't have the stats and everything in front of me to support it, but it seems like after that it just kind of seemed like he was 
not on the oh, same no, level. No, two and three years afterwards, he was still playing hot. But no, then he, he was started playing, slowing he, down. He was, I mean, he started slowing. He's older. I mean, I get it. I get the idea of it. But, I mean, we literally see Kobe, you know, guys like that, Jordan. Jordan goes to the Wizards to because he just wants to play. He just wants to play basketball. He wants to get out there and grind with the guys and keep playing. Um, it, there's just something different about I mean, you know, literally, Dirk up. shot better the year after his championship Look than he did. And then he shot better in 2013 than he did in 2012. And his Look, points. Hey, we're getting way too far into this because I, I like, I'm a stat guy. You know, I want to break down uh, Timps. Yeah, but you uh, missed you out on this like one. That? I mean, no, I, three years after his championship, he started degrading. And I mean, he just is getting older. He's slow. He's, He's older. seven foot two. Things, dude. Yeah, I mean, things, your knees for him to working. play as long as he did, and with um, without as serious injuries that we see a lot of big guys go through, it's awesome. I mean, Dirk was the man. Not, there, there's no bad ill towards Dirk. I'm just saying, it just shows you that there is a difference between, you know, like I said, guys like Dirk who are great Hall of Famer guys, and you know the the freaking greatest. Of all time, I so. just disagree with that statement. So I mean, that's hard. fine. He's got one championship, and a lot of guys have a lot more. One so. championship. I just want to I keep talking. I'm going to look up that roster for that team. It was a very good roster. So I mean, I could tell. I you understand. About it. He, it's not like he led it by himself. It was a very good roster. But he led it. I mean, he no, was, he was the a guy. leader. I mean, like I can't even tell you. He, he had crazy free throw um, streak through that playoff run. Um, I cannot remember what it was. It was like I mean, it was something crazy. No, he made a, I mean, it was stupid. He was unbelievable. He was unbelievable. Made That's well it. over 100. He was unbelievable. But, yeah, like I said, did not mean to get that far into that. But, oh, hey. I'll, we it, can go it, deeper. It, I don't it made, care. It made for a good debate. So that, that's that's the good part. But the, the debate was never even settled, though, because you're saying have to be, you're arguing that he's I'm not giving, one of the greatest no, competitors. I'm, I'm, no. Yes, uh, no, 100%. You're no. saying he's not one of the strongest competitors because he said after he won a championship, he found it hard I'm to saying, train. I think you saw it in his ability to, like, finish the rest of his career after that. Certain guys are still grinding, and you could tell. Like even if they don't end up winning at all, you you can tell that they're doing that. I don't know. I the whole ending of Dirk's career. I mean, it was more of a sideshow than it was a uh, finishing of a career. I mean, it just it is what it is. Same thing happened. Why? Because Dwayne he was Wade. behind Dwayne Wade. I mean, he was overshadowed by Wade. It's part of it. Right. So, yeah. I mean, you can't lose sight of that. So, okay, I know those are two guys that we're talking about. Literally, Dirk really is nice. one of the best players and the most competitive people in the history of the NBA. I'll give you one of one of the best, that's for sure. I'm not hating on Dirk. Or on, uh, Dirk. There's nothing there, like I said. I've got none but respect for the guy. I'm just saying it is what it is. He, sa- he said it himself. So, but... Uh, he said it in himself, but you took it out of context. No, I, I don't think I did. I stand by what I said. And he I, stands I, by what he said, which is I'm finding it hard to get back in the gym. Right. Which means, like, I'm, I've am i got what I've been working for. Like, I don't know how hard I want to train. I just want to keep going. I Agree to disagree. That's all I can say. I'm not. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, now, moving on to the Rams. Um uh, this is interesting because this was kind of a... Uh, Dirk is the sixth highest scoring leader in the history of the NBA. Right. Six. 
you've got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Carl Malone, Kobe Bryant, LeBron, Michael Jordan, and Dirk. Dirk is one spot behind How Jordan. How many years did Dirk play? I mean, he just retired. He was drafted in 94 or right. 98. 98. So 20 years. Yeah. I mean, he's a great scorer, and he played for 20 years. Yeah. Dude, I mean, you're going to have great numbers, obviously. Yeah. And that's why he's a great player. 31,560. Yeah. So, I, all I'm saying on that is... I'm just saying that's 1,578 right. points a, a right. season. And how many championships did he have again? One. Okay. Just making sure. Um, championships like said, don't define your competitiveness. Unfortunately, no. Don't, if we have it, this conversation about Russell Westbrook... Unfortunately, a championship does define a lot about a player. No, I said competitiveness. It doesn't define your competitiveness. I, it I could, said it could it define your sellout. Wrong. It rubbed me wrong because of the way it all went down. And unfortunately, it really put it in a weird position because it was like, man, you kind of want to keep feeling like i don't know it's like it set into him that it was like okay it's okay to be older now it's okay to do this and said what if he doesn't win a championship i think his stats are even better the next three years let's say yeah let's say it took three years years. later two years later they were better let's say um three years after before he won the championship yeah or going forward from the championship three years later he wins the championship those three years, I think you would have saw him grinding all that stuff because he was still so hungry for it. A guy's got to stay hungry. Here we go. Um, 2016. Thank you, TalkBasket.net. Um, we almost had to put that a lock. Incredible. We almost had to put a lock on the gym thanks to Dirk Nowitzki, says Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey is credible. Um, it's at 37 years old, Dirk Nowitzki. Da-da-da-da. Work, hard work and dedication that he literally was spending so much time in the gym that they were like well, we got it for a guy who who's saying he has to leave pretty soon i will sure finish the episode only about talking this. about this well we got a lot more to talk about so we're moving we don't on. have anything more important we've, than not yeah, disrespecting no, Dirk, lot though. More, so um so steven i guess your question just goes no we answered it yeah contract i mean it's important for Zeke to go ahead and sit out and continue to um, try to get what he's worth. I mean, I understand. Like, I think we both agreed. We we understand where the guy's coming from. Um, but to say you're going to sit out a whole year, you know, I, I, it's it's tough. Because what's, what's better than nothing? Well, what he's getting. He doesn't get anything if he doesn't play a down. So are you willing to sit out on $12 million if – you're just going to go ahead and sit out and not do anything? Next, what are we going to talk? MMA? Or? All right, all right, Stephen. Sorry, which, you which, missed out on your question. I, what, um, what did you say? I'll, I'll address it. No. Because anyway, I was looking at the it, end of It's this. fine. So Rams are traveling to Hawaii. They're not taking any starters but Aaron Donald and Marcus Peters. Right. Very interesting strategy here, in my opinion, because – they're going to play the Cowboys, which is ironic. Let's just say we'll talk about, about Dirk next episode. We'll just sure. we'll readdress okay. it. Um, <laughs> so they're going to play, not taking any starters. It's really interesting of a strategy to think you're going to sell tickets. You're, you're probably going to Hawaii. Why? Why are you going to Hawaii? To do something different. You're going to, to really Hawaii. market now th- that you do that in the Pro Bowl. You're going to Hawaii to help market the brand. 
get there for the the fans and stuff there, but you're taking zero starters yeah. with you, and, and they're saying it's for the best of the players, which it's hard to argue. I mean, everyone knows that 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 flight to Hawaii is ridiculous, but then again, they are flying from L.A., which is obviously a lot closer than Not it would bad. be like a guy flying from New York or something. Um, it's just really, really, I think, a bad look because we've looked the last few years about uh, teams resting players and stuff like that in the NBA, and it hurts the fan. You know, what, who pays the salary? You yeah. know, who helps, or I should say help pays the salaries? Um, the fans do. And who wants to go to a preseason game where you have zero chance of seeing a single <coughs> starter right. play in the game. Cause when you, even, when you even know though, ahead of time. Even though Aaron Donald and Marcus Peters are going, they're not playing. They're not suiting up. Yeah. They're just going, I'm sure, for like interview purposes and things like that. It's just, I don't know, very weird look. I saw that, and it really stuck out to me because I was just like, what's the point of going then? You're, you're literally wasting a trip to Hawaii. Yeah. I mean, now, that. that's an interesting take, though, is like, when these bowl games are played down in uh, Hawaii, like, mm-hmm. dude, Tulsa goes to Hawaii like, every year. <laughs> and these players, not I a mean, bad, not a bad thing for TU, you know, football there's players. There's people involved with the t- football team that are like, oh, I'm like super involved right now because we're going to Hawaii. And after that, they check out. Um, they just get their trip. The players, every player is going. Whether they're hurt, they got 14 broken bones, they're going to Hawaii because it's Hawaii. And the flight to Hawaii is stupid, expensive. It's like six hours from Los Angeles. Um, but the uh, the point is, these guys in the NFL, they get their money. They can go to Hawaii whenever they want. You yeah, know, forty million, thirty million, who cares? Forty, we'll go to Hawaii fifteen more times. Um, they don't care. It's Hawaii's it, Hawaii. It's Hawaii. Yeah. It does, it does, Columbus, Ohio. Who cares? And, and we're talking about before the season even starts. Like once once you hit training camp, your mind better be on football it's not about going to hawaii and relaxing no you did that stuff in the off season because you got that money that the team is paying you to get ready for a football season yeah. so, these guys just must not be competitors because they're not going to hawaii to play yeah, football sounds like a bunch of dirks <laughs> just a bunch of dirks in the nfl <laughs> just not going to hawaii not, to watch a football uh, game right um anyway i just thought that was a really interesting thing because it's like what's the point but now I'll tell you what. I think you and I can both agree. Probably not. Next Friday. No, if there's anything you and I can agree on, it, it is next. Beer. Next Friday, fantasy football draft. We're both super excited. Um, it's going to be a good night. We're having our like, live draft. I, I, I am excited, but at the same time, I'm, I know what's coming with it. What? It, it's a lifestyle change when you're in a fantasy league. That's true. Like right. so, I'm yeah, like looking very... forward to it, but I know it's gonna take time out of my day yeah. too. At the same time, my wife but and I had good... this very conversation last it's, night. It's too. a good time though. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, no, exactly. It is a lifestyle change, and I, I'm super excited about mine. Thinking, and, you know, we've, you know, we've got some things on the line for the champion and whatnot. We won't get into details, but. Jalen Rose. What, can I say something real quick yeah, before we do that? I yeah. want you guys to know, and, and Preston and I haven't even talked about this yet, but I really think that next year we're going to come out strong with the Fantasy League for Hopped on Sports. Mm. I think we'd be foolish not to. 
Um, on my end, I've been been kind of thinking some numbers, and I think that it would be fair to do. Well, we'll we'll talk more about that, but yeah, details uh, can come later. We'll see the legalities. It's a good idea. We'll like see the that. legalities on the money if it is legal. I'm not saying it is. I'm going to research this. Um, we could do like a hundred dollar buy-in, and winner would uh, take half, and the other half would go to charity. Maybe figure something out for second place, but I think getting charity involved would be a great a great thing to do and uh steven and i actually talked about this and he said so what if the winner got to choose the charity that the mm-hmm. the uh the money went to and i like that i think that yeah. it, i think that it'd be cool hey have your people call our people yeah get that all but set we'll, up, we'll but... obviously we're gonna have at least a year to do this yeah. if you guys want to hop on board and do it this year we better get to it quick um we got what two three weeks that we could maybe weeks, set something yeah. up so if y'all want to do it, I, I'm sure we could swing it, uh, but we'd have to have at least ten people in to do this. So, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, what I was getting at there was we're excited about fantasy. Um, I'm sure a lot of you guys out there are excited. Well, I don't know if you'd be as excited. Or I don't know, maybe nervous as Jalen Rose and his league, because this league Big sounds time. pretty intense, man. So he comes out on ESPN the other day. Really? Uh, How many times are you going to say that? That joke never gets old, right? (laughs) Uh, He speaks out on uh, fantasy football in his league that he plays in. He said, I think the last seven years, a $10,000 buy-in in names such as uh, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, uh, uh, Draymond Green um, have played in this league. With I him. haven't seen the list, but I know that for he sure. He mentioned three, a yeah. couple of their names. Um, however, some of the notables here from what he did mention was uh, Durant quit. Typical. <laughs> Got upset and quit the league. Holding out. Um, so I thought that was ironic because it's like, wow, you. I felt like he quit in game six of the Western Con- Conference Finals one year. Um, and then left the Thunder, but that's not important. Um, LeBron James and his uh, partner, which I, I didn't really understand how he explained it in there, but he made it sound like it was more of a like a two-person team deal. Yeah, he's only which, he's not uh, got much time now that he's got Taco Tuesdays going. That's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, he said that they came in last two years ago, so LeBron James left the league. And Draymond is kind of the guy who's just still there. He's st- still playing, uh, still grinding, trying to win that fantasy football championship. So it was just kind of an eye-opening situation I thought was really funny and uh, made me kind of put my my fantasy football uh, experience in per- in perspective because I was like, gosh, you got guys playing for ten grand out there and who knows what other stipulations and whatnot. So... But hey, it's fantasy football, you know, season. Everyone's excited. I'm glad to hear what other guys are going through. So, I'll, I want to ask the people, you know, what, what kind of fantasy football leagues are you playing in, and what kind of fun uh, stipulations do you got going? Because we see it year after year. You know, whether it's the loser having to do some type of punishment, which are always my favorite videos. Uh, I, <laughs> I think the best one I saw last year was. A guy, they literally made a float 
for the loser of the fantasy football team to sit on like a throne really? and they drove him around <laughs> and he was like in a dress or something like that. I think and, I saw and he that. Had, like waved to the people and whatnot. Yeah. Looking just, like Dirk up there in that float. What a loser. Dirk. Just straight Dirk. Not competitive enough to win in Not fantasy football. And coming in last place. Who comes in last place? That's ridiculous. But um, so uh, super funny stuff. But we gotta we gotta continue to get excited about that. So I I want to hear you know like I said what kind of leagues you're playing in or if you if you're interested in playing in a league possibly this year but maybe even next year or something like that in a hopped on sports league. Yeah. So uh, are you looking forward to the fights this weekend? I am. Yeah. I really am. Uh, yeah, I think I am too. I think I'm going. <laughs> not literally not going, going, but, I'm but you're going, going to, to watch, watch it, right? As I um, normally do. Now, we've talked about this before, I believe. Have we? Nate Diaz, not always been. A, I've never been a big fan of Nate Diaz, oh, right? No. Oh no. However, I will say his toughness, like those two fights he fought with McGregor, awesome, absolutely awesome. I mean, he's even fought more fights than that, too. Why no? I think he's fought well, 30 fights. He's always been a guy that you could uh, be like, man, this guy is super impressive. Um, he's got a chin on him, man. I, I literally cannot sure. stand he's listening got, to this absolutely. guy talk. Well, no. So I, I listened to an, uh, the latest interview today with uh, with Nate Diaz, and he just talked about like he, how disrespected he feels because he was on top, you know, on top of the world after he beat McGregor. Oh, um, I, I saw this. Yeah, I did see this. On top of the world. And he's talking like he about great. the UFC's handouts to McGregor and how they're giving him an easy road. Well, yeah, and, he's getting and thrown so under he there. fought McGregor again, felt like he won that fight, which you could see both ways. I mean, I think McGregor did win that fight. But, Obviously he did. But I could see why you'd say Nate Diaz, too. Anyway, after that fight ends, he said the kind of fights he was being offered were like, opening kind right. of fights. Yeah. He's like, dude, I'm one of the best in the business. No doubt. I mean, he's, on, he's only won. got 11 losses. You know? Yeah, especially um, thinking you won the fight. You're like, dude, I'm the best. Like, how are you going to offer me these kind of fights? He's good. I wouldn't say he's and the so best. He's, well, he's he was saying in the division and, I, whatnot I get it. and all that. So In his division. So he sits out three years because of that. So this weekend he's fighting Pettis, which I think is just going to be such a good fight. I, I'm very excited for this fight. Uh, and I think, well, overall, I mean, answer a lot of questions because can Nate Diaz still hang in this, le- you know, in this, I say league, but can he still hang in the UFC? Is he going to get that third fight with McGregor? You know, I mean, this is one of the things like I'm, I'm looking forward to this weekend because I love going and watching the fights. I'm actually going with Steve, Sid, and John, um, three of our viewers, which is cool. It's going to be fun. Um, we typically go to B-dubs, but I have a tough time getting excited for Nate Diaz fights. I know what's to come with those fights, but as of recently, I'm not going to get excited for another Nate Diaz fight until I see another Nate Diaz-Conor McGregor fight, which probably isn't going to happen. Well, see, I'm a he's competitor. Gotta, he's got to win this fight for that to happen. No, I disagree, but unlike Dirk, I'm a competitor, and I've, I've never liked ties. You're sitting there with McGregor with one. You're sitting there with Diaz with one, one to one. Let's settle this. Let's let's literally make let's create a new weight class, meet in the middle, and have this fight happen. I just don't understand why Dana White would not want this fight to happen ASAP. And I get it; he obviously wants it too, but he I don't feel like he's pushing it. I've seen a couple things that have indicated the fact that he is not going out of his way to get two of the top names fighting again. 
but I also understand Nate's side and Connor's side. So it's a tough situation, but I don't know that I'll ever be truly content until I see that third fight. That's fair. I um, watched, obviously, I watched the first two. Well, I'm telling you what, nothing's going to happen with this fight unless McGregor can stay out of trouble. Because yeah. if you haven't seen today, which is I mean, August 15th. If John Jones can bounce back, so can McGregor. Video comes out that McGregor hits literally a guy just having a Guinness at a pub, which is just such a bad it, look. It was some type of argument over liquor. Over- no, well, I could tell you the whole story. So McGregor walks into this bar, walks up, wants to pour his whiskey for everyone in the in the bar. Yeah. He goes, oh, I got the shot. I'm buying shots for everyone. He offers it to a gentleman. Guy doesn't take it. He's like, well, no, no. No, you know, I'm, I'm Conor McGregor. Blah, blah, blah. Here, gives him a shot again. Doesn't take it. Rejects it again. No one knows what was said between them during all that. Probably something that we'll never who, know. Who knows? And, you know, it's still, he McGregor is a professional athlete. There's certain times you got to know. You just got to walk away. I don't give a whatever what that guy said. Uh, you can't stoop down but, to that level. Uh, so McGregor takes his shot, takes his shot, and leans over and sucker punches this guy. Absolute sucker punch. I well, not an absolute sucker punch. But, if it was an absolute sucker punch, it would have been with his left hand. No, it was with his no, left. No, it was with his right. No, it was, was it? with his left. Was, okay. Yeah. So I it saw... was with the left. However, you can totally tell he didn't connect well. It was kind because of, he it was such a surprise. He even surprised McGregor. Fake sucker punches this guy, hits him. Guy doesn't move. Guys jump like push McGregor back, get him out of the bar. Bad look, bad, bad, bad look. Now this was back in April, so this was a long time ago. No one knows the details. Of, yeah. Was McGregor actually actually ever charged for this? What is going on? Well, it's assault with a deadly weapon. We're still waiting. Black belt. We're I still mean, waiting to figure out I what what all goes down with this. But we're, I don't know, it's August, and we're still waiting to hear what's going on. But now the videos come out, that's a bad, bad look, dude. So hopefully um, before McGregor's prime is all over, we can get him back in the ring and have a fight against a guy like Diaz. Maybe have a uh, a rematch fight. You know. And we might not ever see him fight again. He's technically retired. Right, he is uh, retired which, as of right now. In my opinion, I'm hoping that it's a big setup. For a, for a huge fight promotion with him and Diaz. Um, I don't see him not fighting again, but, I, I mean, there's potential that we'll yeah. never see him in the octagon again. Well, if he keeps assaulting people, it's never going to happen. But yeah. So, um, I mean, Steve wanted us, I don't know if I mentioned this, he wanted us to talk about the UFC, this uh, this card coming up this weekend. And so just this is one of the card. reasons where, yeah, I mean, that, it's a that, great card. That's why I was going to get to the next fight, which uh, I think is a really, really good Round two, you could say. Um, and let's see here. We got it right here. Do you have the the, the actual weigh-in? I saw you're looking there at the... The, the weigh-in? Yeah. Well, uh, like what, what everyone's going in and at. The, uh, no, I don't know the weights. Let's see here. I had it. Um, no, I, I don't know the weights. Look at the heavyweight fight, the, the finale here. What do we got? No, I'm telling you. You look at the card. Um, what What are you wanting to know? Let's Let's start at the. Are you just last, talking about Cormier event. and the? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Stipe. Cormier and Dude, Stipe. I mean, 
I, okay, I had a tough time liking Cormier for the longest time. I do time. too, and it's funny. You know, he's an OSU I guy. I do, I know. So you would think you would draw that, but he's got a weird personality. Yeah. It's just hard to really get behind. But once I saw, uh, once ah, I saw I him a right little here. closer yeah. on social media, I, I kind of started to like him a little bit more, and I, I've never... I've never pulled for Cormier in a fight, but I'm 100% hoping he wins this weekend. Um, so Cormier, Pettis, they're my guys. They're my – I mean, those are obviously the main two fights. Those uh, – I don't know that I would nef- necessarily say they're my picks, but they're 100% who I hope wins. I don't know that Nate Diaz is himself. Um, so I'm, I might take Pettis in this fight, but – I don't – see, I don't – I mean, that rust, do you think three years, dude? It's been three hmm. years since he's been a – Diaz is scary. It's what I'm saying. Three years for Diaz to be out. I mean, it's if I Pettis. You would think Pettis would be the favorite. I would agree with that. Cormier wins first round or first battle. You could say against uh, um, what Stipe, Um, and they had a weird relationship because I think they were friends for a while. And then it came out that there was bad blood against them. And oh, all that. Diaz is the underdog against yeah, Pettis. Yeah, so. I would think so. Yeah, I three years. So. I mean, you're just like, but um, bad blood, you know, in the Cormier uh, deal, and you know, you just think, it, it, can Cormier finally put this past him and move on and really show that he's a heavyweight? Because he's really upset that he has to de- defend the title. Um, he thinks it's unfair. He thinks it's dumb that. Uh, you know, they, he's in the situation where he's getting a rematch. Have to have to do the rematch there. Um, either way, man. Like I said, this card is absolutely stacked because I'm looking forward to some of these. These, this card. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be gosh. good. Um, so what what's up with the uh, ESPN putting out the top fifty programs of all time? Is this jump there? Okay. Yeah, just kind of we'll we'll kind of. Well, I I did have to mention it because I, I put this on here for us to discuss because we'll keep it short. Last, I got to run. Yeah, so at, at last episode we really discussed um, how upset. I, we throw it out there. I was I was disappointed in where OU was ranked number ten. So this is the but, top fifty call, and ESPN's more reputable than Sports Illustrated without a question. I so. think so. I mean, you you would automatically point there. And I even uh, put down the criteria and everything for this, which is kind of like a program that wins. A program that wins, wins They're championships. They're competitors. Yeah. Unlike you know, Dirk. Unlike Dirk. Um, and so, no surprise, I think, just because of the dominance of, as of late. Alabama checks in at one. Uh, Notre Dame at number two. I don't think it's because as of late. They're just a dominant program. Okay, before the last ten years, when when do you talk about Alabama? Every time you go there. No, you don't. I think it's very... I mean, I think the most thing you could relate to, Bear Bryant, you think way back then, Bear Bryant and his success. So the last ten years have played a huge role in what Alabama is and what they're all about. Twenty. Ten. Um, but you got a program like Notre Dame um, that hasn't won the big one in a long time, but they've kind of been more of a, um, you know, a team that can kind of stay relevant. Um, although they've had bad years, even losing to a team like TU, things like that. They check in at number two. I can understand that. 
three, Ohio State. So we're starting to see a little bit of, um, you know, similarity from the past list. But the biggest difference, I think, in my opinion, is number four, OU checks in. This is more around, like I said, I think on our podcast, as we talked about, um, OU is around a four, a five, maybe a six. I agree. Six or less. Yeah. Right, somewhere in that area. Six or better. And to whatever. put them at ten, I just couldn't yeah. even imagine. Well, it. just uh, saying it out loud yeah, is upsetting sport, me. It's Sports Illustrated, though, but, they, they suck, and that's just what it is. Anyway, but. we'll finish it up at USC number five, Michigan number six, which I think is tough to put USC in front of Michigan, but I get it. <clears throat> now this is the problem: is they ran into, uh, and what kind of almost tainted some of the um, credibility here is because then you're like really getting into what is the criteria do you know who checked in at seven no i'm checked out well yeah that's i mean that's why like yale princeton harvard that's why last week i'm thinking all those ones in the beginning i get that but i don't know i'm thinking longevity i guess longevity does mean that yale should be included yes and no because like longevity means like oh a long time like they're still a team they're still a team so but when's the last time we talked about Yale being relevant? No, I haven't. Right. We haven't known that in our lifetime. But this is the best teams in history, not as of I the get last it. Decades. It's over 150 years. Right. So, so in my opinion, they should be number one. Well. Or Harvard or Princeton. I yeah, can't remember going they, back who I mean, has the most. Probably Yale. According to this, they've Something got like 18, 18, nas- yeah. 18 national championships. Exactly. I mean, they should be number one if we're talking 150-year stretch. But does national titles verify everything what a program is? I mean, if if it defines it for Dirk, it should define it for a program. No, we're saying everything, like whole body of work. I mean, I, I think as a whole, championships define a lot. Yeah, I no, I do agree with I that. I don't think you can say that, oh, this team doesn't have any championships. We shouldn't be scared of them. Obviously, right. each year's different. Each, uh, each team is going to be competitive. Everybody in sports is competitive. Um, especially at the college level because they're not doing it for money, you know. Um, but I, I don't know. Nebraska think, at eight, um, Texas at nine, which I think is more realistic of where they belong, and North Dakota State at number 10. Yeah, they're nasty. But they've got 15 national titles. Yeah, so they're it, absolutely it, disgusting. It is kind of interesting. I watched Carson Wentz in person I, in North Dakota when he was uh, really? playing for NDSU. Yeah, That's really cool. And uh, I, I told people, I was like... I remember watching some of their games, but yeah. that was really cool. You saw I went person. to the Fargo Dome, and what a cool stadium. If you're ever in North Dakota, for whatever reason, you might <laughs> be reason. there. Don't even ask me why I was there. Um, go to a game. They have such a cool facility and the hype, man, I'm telling you. And you will never, ever, ever, ever find a place that drinks more beer and alcohol than Fargo, North Dakota. Other than maybe um, Moorhead, Minnesota, which is just across the river. Those dudes throw down. And it's an every night thing. There's nothing to do. It's always cold. Right. So what do you do? You play darts, you play pool, you go bowling, you drink beer. (laughs) All the inside sports. I remember uh, some of the guys I was working with up there, they made their decisions on what they were going to do at night based upon the recent pours that were happening at the bars. This bar's been pouring more Jack. And this isn't a joke. These are serious conversations I'm listening in on. We're going to go to this bar because they've been pouring heavier. And uh, 
it's just funny, man. They just drink. I've never met people that drink as much as people from North Dakota. And it's Oklahoma's true. up there with the people who drink. Stillwater, probably in particular. Yeah, I mean, oh, my dude, goodness. Fargo, North Dakota. I wouldn't even try to hang at a tailgate. I, I couldn't. I mean, I can't even imagine. Because <laughs> I didn't tailgate there. I just went to the game. Uh-huh. Um, whew. But, yeah. Very cool. So what was your best of the week? Man, can you just throw that on me right now? Yeah. Um, best of the week is probably the dominance the Yankees have had over the Orioles. Uh, just to throw it out there, 16-2 and two for the year against the Orioles. I know they're a terrible team, but we've never seen dominance quite what the Yankees have put over them. Unbelievable. Great stretch. Won 14 in a row. That's probably my best. Yeah. What about you? What do you got? Um, 100%. Finally making the realization that Nate Diaz, as I was listening to these interviews of him, um, I don't want to say anything too offensive, and I'm not going to say anything (laughs) offensive at all, but he sounds just like RJ from Breaking Bad. I say RJ, Walter Walter White Jr. RJ is his name in real life. That was not a good way to go, but yes. Why was uh, that not a good way to go? I've never heard two people that sound the same. He he. So he is obviously not the most educated man. I'll definitely give him that. They literally say you could blindfold I, I, me I will just and I say, would not know. Listen to his interviews right now, and then listen to his interviews a few months back, or a few months, few years back when he was doing the before whole, he got all, hit all eighty the, more times. I all mean, the McGregor stuff. He sounded really weird lately, like a lot more. But that's not. I mean, weird. the argument I'm making is yeah. just currently he sounds. Just like Walter White's kid okay, in Breaking fine. Bad, and it's I've never heard anything you'd so compare funny. Compare it to that kind of person, but that kind of person, yeah, that's how but, he sounds. Okay, that's fine. I'll it's, play. I'll send you two videos. You right. listen to one, we'll, listen we'll to the other. That's that's an interesting fake, though. Uh, worst of the week, man. Um, it's probably probably that this is another weekend without football, but have no fear. A week from Saturday. We have real, real football. Miami, Florida, first game of the year. Can't wait. What's your worst of the week? I just don't see how it could be anything other than the fact of uh, the solidification that people still aren't buying into the greatness of Dirk. I just don't understand it at all. I don't think I ever will. He's the sixth greatest You're definitely scorer. showing you're a hip slope, that's for sure. I, I'm glad we can we can finally put that to rest. No, it you, just you it are doesn't make sense to me. Because obviously you listened to nothing that was said today, but that's fine. <laughs> But that's a that's a good way to end the show because it was very we could we could literally do very de- an entire a lot episode of debates, over that very uh, <laughs> okay. very interesting but yeah that's awesome so good way to end the show yeah send us out no it was a good one um, see ya <laughs> cheers guys no I'm kidding uh, hey guys if you want to follow us on Facebook Instagram Twitter. Hopped on sports is the tag. If you want to send us an email, it's hopped on sports at gmail.com. Preston's cleaning up a little bit too early here. Um, and you guys have a great week, and we'll catch you next time. Cheers. Take care.